Hey, Carl. Jason here. Really enjoyed your Warhammer fantasy game. My only nit is it wasn't people's... My episode wasn't about the best three RPGs. It was just people's favorite RPGs. And like you say, you did a great job explaining why Warhammer fantasy is your favorite RPG. But great job. Great editing. I love the way you put the episode together. The interviews of the players just all came together really nicely. So really enjoyed it. I'll be recommending it to other people. And... Yeah, I look forward to gaming with you soon. Take care. Welcome to The Geomologist Presents. That was Jason Connerly at the top of the show talking about Warhammer. And I got a whole lot of responses from uh, the Warhammer episode, so much so that I have enough material for a few shows, which is great. And in this show, I'm just going to follow up and make comments on the comments that you made on the Warhammer show, while the other stuff that has you know an ongoing discussion kind of podcast type blogging that we do uh, will come up in other shows so so don't worry i'll play your you know i'll play what you sent to me it just might not be in this one because this one i'm trying to be you know a little bit organized Uh, i mean i have a show on why you should be playing dcc coming up a show on why you should be playing pathfinder coming up and a special show where it's all about one person calling in in their comments so uh be patient with me. I'll get these out. Uh, it's kind of a fun and very exciting to get all these calls from you guys. So, um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have calls here from a number of people, not just Jason, at, as you heard on the top of the show, but um, also we'll have calls from Joe Richter of Hindsightless, Colin Green of Spike Pit, and M.W. Lewis from the Worlds of M.W. Lewis. So uh, sit back, enjoy. I will say I, I know like when I ask the questions, I did ask them what's the best, but I try to correct myself, Jason, and I said, okay, why do you think? Why is this your favorite as opposed to why it's the best? And like like even James, uh, one of my players pointed out that it might not be the best, but it's been the most fun, and I think that's the important thing. And you know, it, it does go back to is it what is it? Is it the the group of players? Is it the rule set? I think it's actually a combination. It's that the rule set is, at least for these players, easy to understand. And then the rules, um, because of that, you don't have to focus necessarily on the rules. And you can focus on the gameplay, and that lets the players shine. So at least that's my opinion on that. So, all right. Well, um, let's uh, hear from other people. Let's hear from Joe Richter first. Yo, Carl, that was an awesome episode on why people should play Warhammer, man. It was so cool to hear from your one of your home groups. That was rad, you know? I, I Hearing from other people, like, we hear from each other all the time, but hearing from the people that actually 
play with us that aren't us is awesome. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that, man. Yeah, Warhammer. You know, I, I've mentioned it before. It it's my least favorite role playing game that I've played. But again, I put that on the dude that ran the sessions. I've only played a handful of sessions, maybe three, maybe four before the game kind of fell apart because the whole group didn't like it. But one of these days I'll have to get in one of those games that you're running, man, because it sounds like you run a great Warhammer game and give the give it a fair shot. Anyway, great stuff. Again, awesome to hear from your players. Peace out. Yeah, Joe, I'm really sorry that you had a bad Warhammer experience. Um, I've run this game with people who've never played before or and are very superficially know about the superficially knowledgeable that is about the Warhammer universe, and they enjoyed it. Um, maybe one player enjoyed it because they got to play an elf, and they didn't do the randomy thing, but just got to pick that they wanted to be an elf, and they liked that, and a couple other players in that group rolled dwarves, so it's just kind of neat. So father and son both rolled dwarves, which was ironic and kind of cool. It happened at the table for reals. Um, I, I guess it is maybe a group dynamic, a group that buys into uh, the fact that combats are not easy or not hard. You're not going to mow down, you know, a group of orcs. Uh, orcs for inexperienced characters will, you know, eat them for lunch. Goblins, uh, it depends. Hopefully, you get lucky. But uh, you know, it's every combat is could be dire. Even the players uh, you heard, um, one of my players. Uh, Chase, who plays Marastra, a very powerful Elven Knight warrior, and he says that combats are deadly because uh, every combat is uh, can be. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily for you, but I think what the characters have enjoyed more than just the combats, uh, the combats, you know, I try to really build up to a combat. And, not, and a lot of the game is really centered around, I would say, investigation. You try to if there's a problem that's given to you and you're trying to solve it, either you know out of uh, duty or honor or just uh, as a mercenary. So, yeah, I think it does really take a, a good group. And one of these days, I'll get be able to get you to the table, and hopefully, you will have a better Warhammer experience. I won't guarantee that it'll be the best game you ever play, but hopefully, it will be better, and you'll enjoy it and uh, add it to your repertoire of games that you have played and like to play. Thanks for the call, Joe. Next up, we have a series of calls from Colin Green of Spike Pit. And uh, yeah, it's kind of neat what he has to say about Warhammer and the Warhammer verse. So take it away, Colin. All right, Cole. Really enjoyed your Woofrup episode, chatting with your, your crew there, recounting your experiences of the different editions. I um, played it, as, you, as you're as you aware, I played it when, when I was a, a youngster back in the day. And then I got really fired up about the fourth edition. Uh, the production of it was a bit delayed. And uh, finally, uh, my brother got hold of it lent me the rules, and I bounced off the rules. I totally bounced off them uh, entirely my own fault. I don't really know why. They're, they're quite chunky. 
but I'd got so enthusiastic. I was listening to Mud and Blood talking about uh, their podcast, talking about character Jen, and they went on for hours talking about it. And and then there was yourself. You you're having such great adventures. You'd got me fired up as well. So for a, for a while it seemed like it wasn't going to work out for me. And then just lately, Arfed has been mentioning it again. He picked up the starter set. He he had the rule book. Been reading through it. And good news is we finally got to play the other week. We just played a a one session tester using the pre gens in the starter box. And and that is a lovely production, a uh, really nicely done starter set. The uh, the scenario is of course a bit of a railroad. You know you're you're trying to teach people the game after all, uh, but ah, oh, really great fun. It seems to have great potential. I I didn't know whether I was going to enjoy it or not. It seemed quite kind of complicated on paper but in play it just seemed to work really well and the combat was just um, intriguing quite fascinating and, and full of action hey colin uh, glad you got to play some warhammer and i will say i don't know how far you got um in the adventure and i know the opening scene is a bit of a railroad but if i recall and I, I ran it for some people who never played and never knew about the verse and some people who knew about the verse but have never played. I, it definitely goes in directions that are dictated by the player. So I don't know if you play the whole thing um, or not or if you go through it, but I, I, I definitely recommend it. It definitely gets, after the opening scenes and the railroady part, uh, it gets kind of sandbox-like. And you can always import other uh, adventures in the Ubersreich area. There's a whole book, Ubersreich Adventures as well, um, that uh, that they kind of put together as a compilation um, that can go as a complement to the opening adventure, the set of adventures they have in the starter set. And I was surprised the direction that the players went. It was kind of cool. So, um, yeah, I hope you do get to play more or... Uh, to pick up some Uber Strike Adventures, which again, you know, add to the sandbox nature of the initial offerings in the starter set. And th- my characters actually did not play. Uh, we made our own characters. We did not play the um, the pre-generated characters, but they look pretty cool and iconic. Uh, you have the Dwarf Slayer, a, a, a sort of a warden type, um, and some others. So it looks pretty cool. I might uh, take another group through that and see what they see how they do and how they fare with um the opening adventure but uh thanks for that colin and yeah oh oh i guess the other thing i want to say is woofrup i love it i've never heard that before um woofrup sounds kind of a neat um i guess um acronym for warhammer fantasy roleplay and although we didn't get to try it obviously using pregens the character generation system it is a real draw i know that's hooked in Arfed's interest. The guys on Mud and Blood absolutely wax lyrical about it, and I like the idea. And the, the, the fact that it's in the Warhammer world, it's not that far removed from our, you know, uh, the reality of our ge- global geography as is. And I don't know, it's just got so much going for it. And I, I've always liked the art style coming out of um, 
Games Workshop, uh, the John Blanche stuff and all the other artists. I can't can't think of their names just now. But I'm really hopeful that it's going to have a place in my future. So, yeah, take care, mate, and I'll catch you later. Thanks, Colin, for that. And I think that's part of the draw is that, right, the players, for the most part, are start out or can start out the majority as regular blokes and uh, they can aspire to greatness or stay in obscurity. It just depends on the group. I know a group that I ran, um, we ran a classic adventure rough night at the three feathers. If you can get a hold of it, um, that is a fantastic adventure. You could probably find it in old white dwarf for the first edition, but they've redone it for second edition and for the fourth edition. And it's a fantastic adventure that is like the, uh, the movie Four Rooms. Crazy things happen at a, at a coaching inn. And uh, it led to a really neat uh, mini campaign for the players. And they did start out as uh, a, a peddler of spoons, a bandit, um, a, a drunken slayer. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that was the group. And uh, they saved, uh, eventually saved a city. So that's kind of the neat thing about Warhammer. That's a draw. And I definitely hope that you get to play more. And uh, hey, if Arfed uh, needs any help, I'm more than happy to help him along. Although he seems to be an awesome GM in the game that I played uh, when he's running. So, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool system. We're definitely are committed to finishing the enemy within. We're almost done with the second book. And um, yeah, thanks for the call. And now we'll hear a bit from M.W. Lewis of Worlds of M.W. Lewis podcast. And he kind of jumps back to the... uh, discussion about stat arrays and rolling down the line has some a few other comments on uh types of players which is kind of cool but it all boils down to warhammer of course that's the theme of the episode hey carl mw here thanks for playing my uh call in i appreciate it and um you know you're right you're it's mw by the way this mw and worlds of mw lewis podcast thanks for the shout out for the show too i appreciate it uh you know uh you're right uh someone what's really thrilling to me about rolling and leaving your ability scores to chance is the fact that yeah every once in a while you get those great stats and when you roll it at a table in front of everybody else it, it probably is even better because then everybody can believe you and I, i'm not saying every time someone brings a character with really great stats to the game uh, before, you know, people roll up their characters and then bring it to the game. I'm not saying they're always cheating, but I just, I can tell, over time, you can tell the kind of player who might be cheating. It's not, you know, you don't know for sure. I never confront people, by the way. I would never do that. But I just kind of get a feeling after a while by the way people play. And then final thought on this. Uh, so you're absolutely right to summarize. You're absolutely right that sometimes people do legitimately roll high. But that's, again, that's part of the thrill. Most of the times you're going to have a pretty average character. Sometimes you're going to roll a pretty below average character. And uh, even, even the rules even say if you roll one that's so below average, you might just throw that one out and roll again. 
And then sometimes you're going to roll the superhero type character. And as long as it's being left to chance and it's all honest, that's what makes the game really great. And I would love, I, you know, after listening to Jason's contest, the podcast naming the RPGs, and I called in to him and let him know. I, I pretty much just play Dungeons and Dragons. I, I don't really have a lot of time to play RPGs. So I just stick to what I love best. But, um, you know, if you're going to run a Warhammer, uh, hit me up. Um, I'm on the Discord. I, I would I would try it, depending on the timing of the game. So uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Hey, MW, thanks for the call. You would think that this wouldn't pertain to the current Warhammer, but that is one of the cool things about Warhammer. Just to reiterate that you do have an option to roll your dice and stats randomly. Sometimes you'll roll a 2, sometimes you'll roll a 20 and add it to the base score and you'll have a pretty above average character if you roll, you know, 2d10 and it's 15 to 20 instead of in the 10s, right? So so I think that's pretty cool that you have that option and you know you can do the point by thing or you can just leave it up to chance or and there's two options for that too. You can roll down the line or you can rearrange the dice that you get on the 2d10 for all the stats in Warhammer. There are quite a few more than the standard six. I think there's a couple more, maybe three or four more. Maybe there's 10 of them. I don't have the book with me, but uh, yeah. Um, and I'm glad you were would be willing to take a chance on Warhammer MW. Uh, I hear you run a really cool, though, mean D&D. I don't know if it's mean, but it's definitely rules as written to the best of the ability in interpreting, you know, AD&D 1. But I hear it's really cool. Um, it sounds, you know, from both your players and then, you know, from what I hear on the Discord. And, yeah, I'd love to have you in a game uh, one of these days. But, you know, you know how the saying goes. Too many games, so little time. But thanks again for the call, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone, thank you. That was a shorter episode than normal, which is cool. And I'd like to thank uh, TJ Drennan for the intro and outro music and Amy Lee Rodriguez for the uh, art for the banner for the podcast. And I thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.